Hello, wonderful people. How's it going? Today, I have the absolute pleasure of being able to talk to Sarah Krask, the owner of F45 Cambridge Station and the founder of OutTrain. Now, we've been wanting to fit this conversation in for a little while because I've been following the work that Sarah has been involved in for, for quite a while now. And we just had to figure out our timings. And today is that day. Now, for those of you that are unfamiliar with F45, it's an exciting type of workout that mimics really something that's quite popular in society society at the moment. They are intense. So I managed to have the pleasure of being involved in a couple of these and it's safe to say I was sweating from from literally minute one all the way to the end. You can burn upwards of 750 calories. It's, it's an absolutely insane workout in a really amazing environment. Now, it's really clear to me that Sarah is passionate about exercise, but it's also really clear that she's passionate about creating a community and, and nothing shows that more than her involvement in the creation of OutTrain, which again is focused around functional fitness, but this time it's much more about a competition or an event and it's done within teams. Um, again, I've seen so many of these sort of this video snippets of these over sort of the last window of time since they've been running and again, they always look so impressive. Now, again, Sarah is someone to me that is, is really willing and really wants to help as many different people as possible. And as a result, actually has an involvement in a number of different things, which, you know, coming from someone who's trying to create some interesting things around Cambridge is, is something that I really admire. And I really want to learn a little bit more about the aspirations, the, the background behind these things and the motivation. So with that all in mind, my name is Will Brocklebank and this is a Serotonin Session. Sarah, thank you so much for for joining me today in the uh, in in the new setup. But not a long not a long setup. We're gonna have to move to a new one with a with a house move. But you know, I'm not too bitter about that or anything. You might like get that. some AC. That's it. Oh my, yeah, maybe anything that's yeah. not on a very very loud road. I with that bus mm -hmm. or that thing that's coming past, and hopefully something that that holds a little uh, less heat than this one. But it's not a problem. I'm happy to power through it. But um, I really wanted to to start. With it, with a focus in on on F forty five and mm -hmm. sort of that realm, because that's that's how I was as I was first introduced into sort of the the work that you do. Okay. Um. But but what I understand is that you were originally working in London, and it was actually within London that you found your first F forty five location. Was it the first one that was in London? Yeah. So yeah, you're right. I was working in London. Um. I guess my career and my life wasn't necessarily fitness back then. Um, so I just, I kind of got into fitness, um, I guess after a break, not doing very much. Like a lot of people get to a point where they just are a bit unhappy with their bodies. They don't look the way that they should um, or that they think they should in a certain dress. And you just kind of hit this point where you're like, I've got to, I'm going to join the gym. And I started like that, um, just joined normal gym. And then I met Callum, who is the head trainer at F45, who Shout I'm sure will Shout out to we'll, Callum. Yeah, I'm going to chat we'll about him later about on him. for sure. Um, yes, and I was training with him. Like He's been my PT for a long time and still is even now, actually. Um, and while I was working in London, just got sucked into trying all the boutique classes. So Barry's Bootcamp, One Rebel, all of those. And then um, I started doing F45. So the first one opened in London, um, in Tottenham Court Road, actually. So I joined that um, and I just loved it. Like I loved it from the moment that I went and I still do it now, like five years later and I'm still not bored of it. Um, it's just different every day. Um, I'm sure, you know, we'll go on to talk about what F45 is, but I was just, I guess, hooked on it. Yeah, I went nearly every day. Um, 
and at the same time I was had in my mind there should be something like this in Cambridge not necessarily an F45 at that time but something in Cambridge so on a Saturday when I wasn't working I had something similar to do back here um, and you know one thing kind of led to another and it was just a few conversations through meeting people at F45 really that kind of triggered the idea that we could open one here um, but yeah it was from being a member and just loving the concept really it was a little bit of um, a passion that kind of has now grown a lot bigger than I expected. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I mean, where where the the Cambridge F forty five space is now is 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 absolutely amazing, and it's it's interesting you say that you were sort of trying to work through all these different sort of booty workout esque mm -hmm. type situations, and then you ended up sticking with F forty five. With within even just like the first class, can you remember like was there like a specific component that you just sort of you were part of, and you were like, oh, this is this is this is all me. Um, yeah, so F45 is split between two two different days. So we do cardio and then resistance, although the cardio has some elements of resistance in it more so now. But back when I started, it was very clear, like cardio days and resistance days. And I actually didn't like the resistance days. I found them really faffy because they weren't conventional weights. It wasn't a conventional bar or dumbbells. There was a lot of equipment that I just wasn't used to using. But that is what functional training is. Um, but back then I just found it quite difficult to enjoy and get my head around. But I was completely hooked on the cardio classes. I was one of these people that just thought the more cardio you do, the better. Um, and obviously you kind of learn that's not the, not the right thing. Um, but yeah, that was where my mindset was at the time. And I just loved all the different movements and um, it improved things like my balance, my agility, stuff you don't really set ever as a goal, but you just notice a few months down the line that that's improved. Um, so I think it was just the fact that I came out of those classes feeling like I'd really worked. You know, I had 10 minutes to shower, refresh myself, get on a tube and go to the office. And, you know, you come out of those classes and you actually just need to sit for 10 or 15 minutes, not get onto a busy tube. <laughs> but I just love that feeling that you get after it. And I still love that now when you get a really good class. Well, I mean, again, that's... <laughs> Speaking, speaking from experience, you know, I know just how, how tough those classes are. I think I've managed to do um, two variations of them. One of them was the the hybrid, which mm -hmm. was more... You did a Friday, didn't you? Yeah, I yeah. did a Friday. And then there was another one, which I think was a little bit more tailored to one. But I, I remember for, for both of them, I came out of there like exhausted, yeah. you know. It, I mean, I, I completely resonate with with that sense that you come out it's in 45 minutes mm -hmm. and you come out of that 45 minutes and you feel like you have worked yeah. and I can't I cannot even imagine what it was like to get on a tube yeah. after after one of those workouts well the um, the studio there was quite different it was down in a basement Tottenham Court Road so there was no AC no ventilation nothing but it was just great and going back to I guess what you said like what one thing was it it had to be probably for me along with the workouts the coaches like they mm. were really really good coaches they loved it they would push you they you know, knew you really well, which is what we try and do in our studio as well. Um, but that was the main thing for me, that you felt part of something and you felt that you were recognised and that you were challenged each day. Mm. comes back to that sense of community again, doesn't it? You feel like you're, you're part of something that's just bigger than yourself. You feel like you're surrounded by these like-minded individuals and you get, to, you get to almost progress to, you say a common goal, like it, it's not really. Everyone obviously is, is tailoring their own experiences to their own desires and needs, but you feel like you're, you're part of something bigger. 
Um, and again, it's it's interesting to then know that you you made that decision that obviously you were enjoying the experience itself mm-hmm. and actually being involved in it. But you almost saw that opportunity for there to be something like that within within the Cambridge space. And you you'd had a sort of a background in in head of being a head of retail. I think it was it um, as well. It was to do with a marketing director and things like that. So yeah, so my retail role kind of encompassed everything really, um, anything commercial. So um, I guess sales, marketing, property, people. Um, so quite different in the sense of it was a huger scale to what I do now but so many elements kind of play into this right you have to be commercial to run a business you have to have good people skills have to know your market so and you have to be able to plan so it did kind of equip me to be able to do this, I guess. Well, that was what I was actually interested in was, you know, because again, as you as you say, you, you could list off, you know, 10, 15, 30 different um, skills that you've probably gained from that that's, that's led into you to mm-hmm. be able to sort of run F45 in the way. But would you say that because i know they're not necessarily the the full um the full connection you know it's not they're not exactly the same but has there been one lesson or or one skill in particular that you have taken from your sort of previous world and then you've been able to put that into f45 and you almost sort of even now can really reflect and say wow as a result of that skill i've i've been able to accomplish this um i think there's there's a skill and then there's also um, an attitude, I guess. So I think the skill has to be planning, I suppose. Like I, I do like to plan. I love a to-do list. I love a spreadsheet. Don't we I just all. love the process of updating that. If I haven't, if there's not a plan, then nothing will work as you visualize it, you know? Um, and I had to plan before. I had to plan like a year in advance. You have to have sales forecast. You're always kind of measured by your targets. But you had to plan to be able to com- and be able to communicate your plan, you know, and have kind of clear objectives, but also be, and this is what I learned, I think, the most through lockdown is you have to then be agile enough to change your plan when it's not going the way that you want. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's the biggest skill. Um, and then the attitude is just to to keep going, you know, when something's not working, be able to kind of, um, change your goalposts, change your directions and keep going with it. Yeah, I, I think that especially in the window of time that you opened it, because I, I, did you, were you able to open and then you got hit in by the by the lockdown or was it like you were you almost were ready to open and then, it, then you got impacted? No, we did open. We opened um, the September before. So we actually had quite a good run. Um, we spent a lot of time on our pre-open. Um, you know, we were in a new building, so it was knocked back a little bit longer than we expected. So our opening date was a bit later than we expected. Um, but that that's me as well. Like I'll always want something sooner than I can have it. So I probably started planning for that even too early. But um, yeah, we opened in September and then had quite a good run through. Like um, Christmas and then New Year is obviously great for fitness. Um, and then February and March, obviously things started to change. Um, we closed that March for the whole duration really of the lockdown right into the summer. And then there was another like closure later that year for a month. And then the following year, I think we closed from Christmas Eve right through until April. So there was 42 weeks in total that we were closed. I mean, when you talk about having to shift your your business model and trying to make it work, because, you know, for those of you that that maybe are unfamiliar with sort of the Cambridge space, your your actual location is is right by the the station itself, you know, and... um, 
that obviously incurs certain uh, financial issues, especially mm-hmm. when you're not able to open for that window. But, you know, the, the financial issues aside from that experience, what, what made you decide that, you know, that was the space that you that you wanted to have the, the actual F45 um, facility? Well, Cambridge is tricky, as you know, to find property. Um, and initially, when we were going back and forth thinking, you know, Cambridge needs something, at that point we didn't know what it was, looked around, you know, just... At a few properties that were there didn't get very far into investigations but looked at a few and what was out there and there really wasn't much there wasn't much opportunity and there weren't many like landlords or agents that were even kind of open-minded to even talk about something because I wasn't an established business I was just a person off the street that had a normal job and a bit of an idea to open a gym um, and then obviously the conversations with F45 developed so I realized it was F45 that I wanted to do and could do um, these buildings were being built around the station, obviously, like see them every day and saw the change in that area. I mean, it was a, a bad area. A few yeah, years what, ago. What, yeah, what that used to look like. I always remember the, the carnage that would unfold when you were allowed to drive down to the, uh-huh. to the station. And that, the, I mean, that whole place doesn't even remotely look like what it does now. No, it's I very, mean, it's amazing now. Yeah, and yeah. what it will be in a few years will be even better, I think. Um, but anyway, these buildings were going up and, you know, they have the hoarding on the side, don't they? And um, I just thought we you know, may as well try. It's perfect location. At that time, you know, Cambridge was full of commuters, right? Um, so you get the commuters, people like me, I suppose, that I thought, you know, you can get on the get on the train after your workout and go to work or get off the train after your job and go in and work out in the studio. Um, So perfect location, but also all the offices that were planned around there, all the new flats that were being built. It was just a central point in the town that just seemed to work. Um, And so that's, that's really why we went for that area. We just thought commercially it was the best area. Not a bad idea, yeah. really, considering, yeah, again, the, the, the rapid development that's ended up happening mm-hmm. in, in, in that space. But sort of uh, taking a, a little bit of a, a side road on, on that thought, though, is I know that you were through through your job and obviously you were you were having to commute into London mm-hmm. quite a lot. You were having to travel via, I think I saw on plane, you had to go by plane to a lot of places very frequently or at yeah, least yeah, on, almost was, weekly. Um, so every day in London, that was where I was based. I've never worked locally. Um, but some of the roles, yeah, I looked after UK, but also Europe as well. So yeah, I was, there was one, one time where I was probably at Stansted Airport every Tuesday morning. Um, Boy. Yeah. Keeping you busy. And it wasn't exotic. Like I'm not going anywhere amazing on these trips, but um, yeah, it's a lot of time out of the house and a lot yeah. of moving around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it kept you moving. And, and then from a, a well-being perspective, mm-hmm. how has it been? What have you been able to add to your life now that you're actually not having to commute in or, or go to other places every single day? You know, mm-hmm. I imagine you've gained probably a little bit of chunk of time in there. Um, you think so? <laughs> I, I really haven't. Um, well, you always always fill up with, with other things. Do you right? know you do? And um, yeah, when you're commuting, when you're working really hard, your days are busy. Um, but it's very different to how it is now. So the weekends would be my weekends. Yeah, I prep for meetings or whatever on a Sunday night, but I do that on a Sunday. So, you know, on my way in to work on a Monday, I could still go to the gym on the way and get in the office at nine, but still be prepped. Um, and so I guess you think you're going to have a lot more time because you take out that two hour of commuting every day. But as you said, you just fill it with something else. Um, I'm, I'm at home probably now, through the week, maybe less than I was before. And um, at least with a, a stable and structured job, I could get home and cook meals and stuff in the evening. I rarely do that now mm. because it's just different. It's 
one, you have your own business, two, you build different relationships. And because you don't have any deadlines, you you kind of don't have a structure, if you like. It's a lot freer to kind of just stay at the studio a little bit longer, get home a little bit later, or you get home and you're you're working. And then you look at it and it's you look at the clock and it's half past seven or eight o'clock at night. So you have the same amount of time, you just use it differently. Yeah. And I, I mean, you, you say, obviously, there's, there's, you fill it with other things, but that, that comes from the fact that, you know, you are a sort of a motivated and, and driven individual to, to create something new in the Cambridge community, right? Um, and it, it, that, that requires that investment in time. So although you haven't necessarily maybe gained from a, almost like a well-being perspective, you know, maybe you've gained 20 minutes sleep somewhere, mm-hmm. but you know, it has then given you this opportunity to to fill that with other things that will allow for you to to flourish in 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 a number of ways, really. Because, you know, sort of going back into F forty five a little bit more. You know, I, I think that 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 particular model or the, the structuring of that model is something that the people want to be involved in at the mm-hmm. moment. I think there's a there's a real sort of clientele for that. Um, and sort of based around that, what how, how would you describe a, an F45 class? What does that look like for, for the average person? Um, oh, how does it look like? People would describe it in so many different ways. Well, it's, <laughs> I mean, because I'm aware that you have uh, different types of classes, yeah. you know, um, it, it can be different depending on what day of the week it is and things like that. But. Yeah, um, I guess most people would say, One, they would say they love to come in for 45 minutes and not have to think about it. Is there 45 minutes in the day that they can just do something for themselves? Um, The workouts are always different, as you just alluded to. So every every workout is different every single day, the timings, the structure, the format. So although you might know that it's always cardio on a Wednesday or it's always like a hybrid class on a Friday, you won't know what those exercises are and the timings and the format changes so regularly. Um, As time goes on, people get their favourite classes, the ones that they know are like longer sets or sprint sets or going to be more kind of heavy lifting. Um, So people become familiar with it. But um, I guess it just keeps it keeps challenging you. You know, you I always say that to a beginner, you can just go next to the person like the person next to you can be lifting double the weight to you or doing twice or half as many reps as you but it doesn't matter because all you're looking at is the time on the clock and doing what you can do in that time so everybody I think just goes in there and gets what they want from that class Um, you can keep progressing because you'll push yourself as your as your fitness improves as you can push yourself more in that time you will but if you're just coming in because actually it's just your 45 minutes of the day you don't necessarily want to do a fitness competition or be the strongest person in the gym you just want to come in because it's part of your daily routine and it makes you feel good about yourself or you're just seeing a friend you can and you can get an equally good experience from it Mm. Uh, th- there was a particular word that you used in relation to your your London experience, which was that that idea of boutique fitness mm-hmm. sort of styles, right? And I feel that the F forty five falls into into that sort of of realm. So you know, because f- I know that you know someone that's very motivated by the, the sense of community, bringing mm-hmm. people together, creating opportunities. Who who do you think F forty five is is for? Because you know, naturally, just in the, in the situation that we're in now, with with costings going up and things like that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I know that with with the concept of boutique comes a little bit more money. But who who do you personally perceive F forty five is for? Um, in some way, it can be for everybody. 
Um, so it's accessible for every way, everyone in different ways. Um, I, you know, the price is a little bit higher, um, I guess, because of what we what we deliver. And you're right, that kind of boutique experience and everything that comes with being in a property near the station and having to run a business. So, you know, I can't sugarcoat it and you know, kind of and, yeah, and say that, that absolutely everybody. everybody yeah, 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 yeah. I I know, unfortunately, they can't. Um, but they can in a way, whether it's a drop-in class or whether it's a membership. Um, you know, people can access it in different ways. Um, but in terms of like more kind of um, demographic, you know, we have all age ranges, all lifestyles, all backgrounds, all professions, all abilities. Um, there's such a mix. Like I never thought when I opened it, there would be such a broad mix. And there is. I mean, London demographic for F45 is 25 to 35 year olds um, and 75% female. We are very different to that. You know, we have um, 18, I think actually our youngest member is 17, um, right up to a lady that comes that's like in her late 60s and is amazing. We have all age ranges. Um, I did. I did get that feel actually when I was when I was there. Is it really was a, a proper mixed bag mm-hmm. of, of people that were that were involved. And again, you know, obviously we talk about the costings of things, but what what that costing gets you is is you know an absolutely unbelievable facility. Mm-hmm. All every piece of equipment that you use is is really high end. You've got two coaches or trainers that are in mm-hmm. there for every single one. There's um on the Saturday there's a DJ playing yeah. in there. You know, it's it is it is full to the brim with with you know just what you would, you know, if you, if if I was if I had sort of that that if the the money situation was was more on my side I could completely see mm-hmm. why, you know, I would want to be involved in that. And, you know, and you're so great at giving opportunities for people to have free classes or mm-hmm. reduced uh, reduced costs, win- windows within within the year and stuff. So as you say, there's there's ways in which people can be involved. And talking about maybe those that are are there a little bit more consistently, in, you know, you you make reference to the the, the staffing that mm-hmm. was there was was a real motivating factor for you. Now that you are in the process of actually running one yourself, and you, you're really heavily involved in that process okay. and, and you've talked to all your clients and things like that. Have you found that there's actually something else within the F45 model beyond even maybe the sort of the, the more fancy or the show-off pieces or the showcase pieces? Mm-hmm. Is there anything else from F45 that acts as a massive motivational factor for your clients? Um, I think it's all the bits that you just listed, um, not just the community because the people make the community, right? Um you know, I, I have created a community in the sense of bringing the people together, but it's those personalities that actually are the community. Um, so they've kind of formed that themselves. And every time new people join, they add to that. So that's just something that happens quite organically. Um, I think all the extra things are the things that you mentioned. Yes, we have the DJ on a Saturday. It just makes that day a little bit more special. We work with people that we discussed earlier, James Downs, you know, he provides the yoga. Shout out to James. Um, loads of like little connections that we've made and loads of things that we kind of add in. Um, we're always putting on like extra kind of workouts for the members if we can, like um, member socials, anything that we can add to it, we will. And it's uh, part of that is because we just love mixing it up, you know. Um, routine and structure are great, but so sometimes just throwing in something different. And, and why wouldn't you do something different? Yesterday we went to Eddington, did the workout on the rooftop. Um, 
it's just something nice to do. It's sunny. It's a new relationship to make. It's a new area of Cambridge. People might see F45 that haven't before, but also some of our members that came had never been to Eddington, this mm. area of Cambridge that, you know, they've just never been to. Worked out in the sun, the roof. We all had brunch together. Um, Matt from Cota, where we had brunch. Him and his wife have been members at F45. So you just build these relationships and hopefully you give them something back as well as them coming in the studio and giving us something. So I think that's what's special about it. Yeah, you know? it's the it's the the network or the web of connections that that form through you know that that shared unified space which is F forty five and you know you, you listed off there and, and and as I'm very much aware of, of mm -hmm. so many different scenarios where you you've expanded beyond just sort of your normal sort of class routines and mm -hmm. I'm I'm sure you play a, a massive hand in, in the structuring of that but someone that definitely needs a, a little mention here is 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 Callum who is your head trainer I yeah. I believe so I mean shout out to Callum. I mean, he's a fantastic guy and, again, is, is clearly a really, really hard worker. But where did, where did the relationship between you two start and, and what has that relationship allowed you two to do with, with Cambridge F45? Um, so Callum was my PT before. Um, when I, f I mean, when I first got into fitness, I was nothing like I am now in terms of the workouts that I did. Um, and, yeah, I have to say he's brought me from having no level of fitness at all to where I am. Um, you know, yes, I get up in the morning, have the motivation to do it, but I get bored very easily. So the fact that I've kind of stuck with him for so long is testament to the fact that he's always like challenged me and adapted our sessions and put up with the days when maybe I was in a little bit of a grump. Um, and, you know, I guess we formed quite a good relationship as um, him being my trainer and me being his client that relationship was good enough for us to then start exploring other things so we did used to talk about um, you know what classes I would do in London and he's very good you know he's good at knowing what's going on in the fitness scene a lot of people can just get stuck in their bubble um, but he isn't one of those people that would just look at what he's doing day to day in Cambridge um, you know he would always see what's out there in the rest of the world or in the rest of the fitness world. So we would do classes together in London. Um, and obviously when we, when I did F45 and I was going back to my PT sessions with him and talking about F45, I don't think he really kind of got what it was. I'm not, I wasn't great at articulating what it was. Um, and so we did F45 together and he, you know, thankfully enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, and so, yeah, it made sense to kind of open the studio together with him as head trainer um but we have different layers of relationship in the sense that he's still my pt we work together at f45 oh, so he, still, he still works as your as your pt yeah, i still do oh, <laughs> three or four pt sessions amazing, with him a week and it's really hard to just focus them and not talk about f45 or not talk about other things um at the moment though the sessions are i don't really get to speak through many of the sessions they're quite hard at the minute um but yeah, so we have a friendship which has kind of formed through doing all of that together. But yeah, the PT and client relationship, the F45 relationship, OutTrain, which is now developing as well. Um, and yeah, I'm sure some days we we see the the best and the worst of each other. But um, you know, I think you get to a certain point where you just you know that's going to be the case, right? When you've been friends for a while, you you know that you're there to sort of pick each other up, but also to challenge each other as well. And we're completely different. There's a lot of things that if I worked with Callum in my old life, in my old professional setting, that we definitely wouldn't have gelled with. But this is a, a completely different 
world. Like fitness is a different world to what I was in before. And the differences actually work quite well. Mm, but, that's the, but that's the power, right? Is that you need, there's almost less value in you being the exactly the same person who offers exactly the same skills. Really, it's about having two different people who... Uh, when their skills come together, it actually allows you to to expand and to to create new things. And you know, obviously, F forty five is sort of the is your is your baby. It's the one oh. that's sort of your is your your day to day. But you know, there has been a focus certainly over the last. I think has it been going for over a year now? It must must have been where you've been focusing a little bit more on the actual fitness competition mm-hmm. element, where and and team based fitness competition element, and that's that's come from the the, the creation of Outtrain, which yeah. I believe you did in collaboration with with um, Callum as well. But you know, it's. I mean, I've I've seen all of the different events that that, mm-hmm. that you've put on so far. They look absolutely amazing. You've you've got one coming up in Dublin soon, which yeah. is just I can't imagine how how exciting that is mm-hmm. for you. Um, but you know, obviously, the, you can see the the relation between sort of the functional fitness between the two. But when you first started F forty five, did you think that actually the that you were going to start going down the route of creating um, a fitness based competition? Um, outside of F45 or is that something that just naturally developed? Honestly, when we started F45, I thought we'd do more F45s. Um, That was the plan. You know, we will do another studio, then maybe another and another. But actually going back even further, I never intended to leave my job. F45 was going to be something that I went to, worked out and then just went to my normal job. So the intentions changed and still change now day to day because the world that you're in kind of moves around and you have to just evolve um so no the intention was f45 and developing that and out train came around because you know me callum we were doing different things we were going to like things like turf games which is a big like functional fitness competition i actually met the founder of turf games at the f45 that i was a member at in london all so right i went to the first one that he did and there was like 30 people there and then he would do outdoor ones and like Clapham Common. Um, and actually the owners of F45, Tottenham Court Road, the f- former owners, they were really good. They were ambassadors for Turf Games and really helped promote it within the studio. Um, so, yeah, that became bigger. Me and Cam went to a couple of their competitions and various things. And you know what? It was the same as F45. Why isn't there something like this back home that's more accessible? Why does everybody have to get on a train to London to do it. We could create something local that is for all the gyms in and around Cambridge. Our actual idea was to do like the fittest in Cambridge. We wanted to do a competition like that where all the gyms would enter and we'd just find the fittest in Cambridge. It didn't quite work out in that way. Um, Again, um, the pandemic happened because we started to talk about our train just before the pandemic. And then in between the two lockdowns, we just had this like little pop-up secret location workout in the chalk pits in Cherry Hinton. And that you was the first. Not. We did. Right. We snuck in there one Sunday morning and we just pinned the location of the workout an hour before into the group of everyone that was coming. And we did, it was very basic. We couldn't take much equipment there. We had like sandbags and ropes and we just used the environment that was there. But it was really cool. As if you're in the jaw pits. Can't believe that. <laughs> it looks cool. really good, you know. Yeah, yeah. If you could get that for a big scale event, it would look amazing, like drone footage across there. Um, yeah, so we did that and. Then we're lucky we had a friend, Ollie, who had a gym in Essex, like around a farm. So we had another event there and things just grew. Um, And yeah, I guess once we got the taste for it, 
we kind of thought actually there is a demand for this. Not that the not the original demand that we thought. We did get some support for some great people around here, um, but we also got a really big support from um, the F45 community as well. Other F45 studios jumping in and they still put in a lot of teams now. And actually we did an event um, back in May for all the F45 network in the UK. The kind of the HQ actually asked, would you facilitate something for all of the studios to come to together? And we had a big event down in London, 42 teams, all F45 members and trainers. Um, so it's really, really good. And yeah, now our next one we've got in Dublin and then one in Cambridge again on the 29th of October. That's exciting. That's it's it's an exciting development because even that was sort of one of our first conversations when we first met in like a, a coffee shop mm -hmm. somewhere down Mill Road. I think, it, like you you you, I think you'd run maybe a couple of of out train events mm -hmm. by that point, but it still felt very very fresh. And you know, as you say, you, you came across a couple of hurdles in terms of maybe the first direction you thought you'd go with it, but but where it's going to now, you can you can see this becoming sort of actually really staple events mm -hmm. inside of Cambridge, but. Also outside of Cambridge, it feels like you've now have been able to sort of gather that sort of crowd, that sort of audience that actually people from different locations around the UK are, are, are really quite willing to be involved. And yeah. which makes me question beyond, let's say we're, 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 we're taking outside of, of the F45 space. Um, I'm, I'll allow you to be in Cambridge if you mm -hmm. wish, but where would you say would be like a dream spot? to host one of an out an out train event where would you say you would love to do it because you've already hit some pretty great spots already um do you mean like area or specific like, location? yeah what sort what sort of maybe what sort of setup would you like so would you like it to be like a rooftop or would you like to be out somewhere in in the middle of nowhere or you know what would you what do you think you would you would hit originally when we started talking about out training me and callum discussed this quite a lot like how do we want out train to be because we're we're very aware that trends change and we don't like things to stay the same. Um, and so I guess an ideal for us was would be to go back to what we originally wanted it to be, which was like more endurance based. So we'd love like outdoor space with like open lakes and things like that. So you could build in like a real kind of endurance element, swimming, running, whatever, but also still keep the functional side of it. Um, so really big open space with like open lakes, somewhere like Snowdonia, there's a really good... Um, a fitness events company that do a great event in Snowdonia with the lakes and the reservoir and everything and it looks amazing. Um, so that would be one thing but also just to keep building relationships in new cities like there's really good event spaces in Manchester. Um, I don't know where, whether you saw where High Rocks hold their event in Manchester. No. That event space is amazing. Um, we'd love to do some in like some big nightclubs that would be um, that would be really good. Would be very very cool. Um, an airfield along the runway. Um, so, so that's we found a, a beach in Dublin. But this is but know? this is the thing, right? Is that I, I think that there is is power in obviously having the high quality equipment and really well structured, organised things. But it's also actually the the setting, the surrounding mm -hmm. you're in. It can be it can add that next level of of motivating factor. And again, sort of thinking about what out train is and and where that can go. It really does feel like actually that you've got. This 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 opportunity mm -hmm. really this opportunity to to grow this into something that something even larger than um, you know maybe you even first anticipate mm -hmm. and sort of going forward whether that is to do with with out train or whether that is to do with F forty five and it really feels like I imagine your your mind races at night thinking of some of these things but is there 
another direction? Is there one more sort of level or one more step? Or what is your next step in terms of what you envision you could do with with maybe the, the sort of the two areas that, that you have created in relation to the fitness world? Um, F45 will always be the core because it's the main business at the minute and it's where we get the most support and it's our day-to-day. So that will always take up, um, well, for the foreseeable, I shouldn't say always, it will take up most of my attention and time and things. Um, and then, yeah, OutTrain can grow, as you say, and it will. I don't necessarily see it growing into something massive because what we love about it is, again, that boutique element where we've got people that we've met from like our second or third event, like the guy that comes, um, Aiden, with his coffee van. Um, you know, he he was good enough to come and just say, yeah, I'll see how the event is. I'll see who comes. I don't need any minimum spend. I'll just come and support you guys. Now he comes to all of our events, the DJs. I mean, they're the stars of our show, really. Everybody says it would be nothing without the DJs, you know, um, Ed and Sean. And again, there are DJs from F45 too. Um, but those relationships in OutTrain is what makes it OutTrain and what returning teams like to see. And they build those networks again. They build their friendships. So I don't see it getting mass. So you would have like 100 plus teams. I see there being more events and it changing and the types of workouts changing and us just evolving to keep challenging people or to give them new environments and something new to do every time. Um so it will grow in that sense. It will grow and it will just keep being different and keep surprising people and keep exciting us. Um, and then I guess if there's one more layer on top, it has to be to just add the retreat side of things. Mm, I was um, going to ask about that because you, yeah. you, I think you launched one in the in the previous in the previous world where it was yeah. out train retreats. But again, what what inspired you to to take that route? Was it to almost create this this wholesome, this all inclusive experience in addition to the to the workouts? I guess so. And, um, you know, we love working out in the sun, right? Don't we all? You know, a lot of what we do is because we enjoy it ourselves. Um, And so, yeah, it was taking workouts and taking travel, which are mostly two things that people love and combining them, Um, but not necessarily a retreat in the sense of a wellness retreat or a detox. It really was come and work out. So you almost need a holiday afterwards. (laughs) You know, take the out train challenge into um into retreat setting um and we've yeah came back to that now recently just kind of looking at venues and stuff even in the uk just to kind of you know put our foot in the water and see but it doesn't feel like you know europe is stable enough at the moment to go into retreats even if covid is is kind of getting a bit more stable there's still so much issue with travel and flights and things um you know currently we're looking at just trialing it in the uk seeing how it goes seeing how we actually can pitch the intensity of a workout on a retreat in a retreat setting or do we have to dial it back because actually the people that come on retreats won't necessarily be the people that put in teams on out train so we've got to give ourselves a bit of time to learn it before we can then go and do it bigger i think i i think that's a really interesting concept to to explore i always I always think about with retreats going to somewhere like the Lake District in the first instance and doing mm-hmm. like a doing a workout looking over some of the large uh, yeah. national park lakes and things like that but it, it really feels like you've you've got these sort of three prongs at the moment or you know one of them is obviously still very much developing mm-hmm. but you've got these three prongs that you're going to be able to explore going forward that that provides an opportunity to get involved in 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 exercise and and community 
in loads and loads of different ways. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm really, really excited to, to see where, where all of that goes, really. And the, the, the last question, bringing it back into sort of the, the world of Cambridge, and it's something that I maybe um, just through, through experiences of, of what I've been doing, trying mm-hmm. to run events and things like that and making comparisons to, to other cities and things like that. But what sort of collaborations do you think need to happen on a local level in order for somewhere like Cambridge to have a little bit more of a of a footing in comparison to say somewhere like London? I mean, obviously you can't fully compare to mm-hmm. London because it's just its own monster, but what do you think needs to happen within the Cambridge area from maybe just an exercise perspective to, to take it up another level? Um, I think like more coming together. Um, and I know that is, you know, actually what a collaboration is, but more more opportunities for people to network, I think, and to meet. And I guess part of OutTrain is like that. You know, somebody described it the other day or described fitness events. You know, you can go out, you can have a chat and you can socialise with people without getting drunk. That's, you know, how they viewed a fitness competition. Um, so I think more things don't have to be OutTrain, but more things like, um, you know, com- creating events in Cambridge that everybody comes together to do. Um, I think that's the only way that you kind of grow your network and you start working with people rather than working against them. Um, It is hard when you own a business. It's hard to open your doors and open your mind to other other things and to let them in. But actually, once you kind of break down those barriers, you see that that's the way to let things grow. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's something that I really... Um, sort of value about your your attitude towards things because I you know just through through previous projects that I've been working on I've I've really helped started to develop that appreciation of the difference between you know the, the business mm-hmm. and then sort of the coming together of a community you, there, there is obviously interests that slightly differ for both but there is a way in which those sort of collaborations can happen and I mm-hmm. think that you've been someone who has always been willing to to explore those collaborations and I think that with with more people such as yourself more people such as Callum and, mm. and all those other people that have come together to help create F45 even to, to James you know with and what James is ex- doing with the yoga project yeah, he ca- started that from nothing yeah and created a festival exactly you know? and I do I do really feel with places like Cambridge there is there is a there is a demand for that thing mm. or there is maybe um, a desire for things like that even when they don't necessarily fully know, fully know it at the time right but mm. you know everything that you're doing I, I think is absolutely fantastic I'm, I'm really really excited to see where it all goes and i mean it's a massive massive thank you for coming to have a chat with me today because it's 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 a a story that i'm going to continue to follow Uh and and hopefully it's it's something where you and i could be able to collaborate multiple times in the future but will you put a team into outtrain is that what you're saying boy okay well i need to i might need to maybe need to step up into a few more uh, f45 classes to get myself ready but you never know you never know maybe i will make my make my return into there um but for everybody out there please do go and have a little look at the f45 instagram page go and have a little look at the out train instagram page and all their websites and things like that um and follow sarah you know always just bring those words of wisdom that what those words of positivity but in the meantime sarah thank you so so much for coming to join me today thank you and until the next time